Gather round. This is the Ticket Water Cooler. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Coming at you live in the heart of Lincoln, America. I say, hold up. Wait a minute. Something ain't right. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Here are your hosts, Jake Bakovin and Enrique Alvarez Clearing. So the predictions at the beginning of the week are coming to fruition as uh, conference realignment is happening, and it is happening to your teams, your favorite teams' conference, the Big Ten, as uh, it has invited Oregon and Washington to join. Uh, I believe they will have a vote uh, that could take place later this afternoon, according to Adam Rittenberg of ESPN. Big Ten vote on Oregon and Washington could take place late afternoon this thing is not official it is all but official you gotta cross the t's dot the i's make sure nobody in the big 10 is necessarily too frustrated about it uh, which there might be i mean when you think about adding these schools without re uh redoing the the tv contracts that might mean a little bit less for each school although it has been reported uh throughout this time that oregon and washington will not receive a full membership like many of the members will here in the Big Ten. You also have to wonder if UCLA, USC um, are in on the voting in, in the pack, in the Big Ten because they reportedly did not want any other California schools uh, to join them in the Big Ten, and, and maybe that expands, uh, expands to the West Coast, which is kind of odd because you would think regionally for the other sports that would make sense, but maybe they kind of want to be the show in town. Nevertheless, it looks like it's happening. Oregon and Washington to the Big Ten. College football changed as we know it. And, and again, we knew this change was coming. Change has been happening. And so college football already has made that shift. But this is now a Big Ten with 18 teams uh, scheduled to be in it. That, of course, changes from the, the super conferences we've seen before, the 16 teams in the SEC. Um Pac-12, obviously, is, is probably going to disintegrate or at least never be what it was before. Um, and just a lot of questions about what's next. Uh, Nick, what are your initial thoughts on Oregon and Washington joining the Big Ten? Well, um, I am fascinated with the money side of things. And the reason why, because it, on both sides, for the Big Ten and for the Pac-12, uh, the Pac-12, which is now the Pac-7, uh, potentially going to be the Pac-5 if Arizona and Arizona State do decide to join the Big 12 Conference. Um, first, let's start here with the Big 10 side of things, right? You sign a seven-year, $7 billion deal that's going to get them usually or, you know, around $70 million per year annually uh, per school, I should say, per school annually. Um, what, what's really going to be fascinating is what percentage of that pie do Oregon and Washington get out of the gate. Um, and the reason I say that is because we know what amount was there for them at, uh, or in the, if they chose to stay in the pack 12, which probably would have been pretty cushy, honestly. So, um, now, now they decide to, to take the leap over to the big 10 conference once, once the big 10 officially invites them. And so it's going to be interesting to see what size of the pie, uh, they get for their media rights deal here early on, right? Similar to Nebraska, they didn't get a full media rights piece, 
But when USC and UCLA decided to be the first ones to kind of come on over, um, they got a full slice. So, I mean, it paid off for USC and UCLA because they they took a gamble and they're going to get a full piece of that pie. Oregon and Washington will not. None of the schools that join the Big Ten from here on out will get a full piece. So that that part's interesting. And then what happens with the Pac-12 or what's left of the Pac-12, the Pac-7 basically? Because... You, um, you're probably going towards a avenue, an avenue of a Pac-12 and Mountain West merge, and so with that in mind, the remaining teams that were are in the Pac Pac-5 or Pac-7 rather that would go to the Mountain West are Washington State, Oregon State, um, probably Stanford and Cal, and then. Now those are well, and then I'm missing one more on there because uh, uh, Utah would be yeah. Utah would be going to the Big Twelve. But anyway, so it's probably just going to be those four teams that end up, and maybe Arizona State if they can figure out some legislature stuff going on in Arizona. But with uh, there we go, with all that in mind, I am intrigued to see what the new media rights deal for the Mountain West is because Mountain West has their media rights deal that goes through 26, 2026 or 2027 and that will be renegotiated and there will probably be a little bit more involved in that now with the addition of those schools um, so I think it's it's just like kind of this like waiting game to see how much more each school gets from the Mountain West than they were going to get or how less each school is going to get then from their potential Apple deal, if that makes sense. Yeah, and and like you said, I mean the Pac-12 is just you know, and, and, I mean this is this is the death blow. I mean if you if you don't think the UCLA USC one is, I mean this is this is you know the one that actually you know they're still again uh, to, for the analogy kind of on life support still breathing. Um, this is going to destroy the conference as we know, which has a long history, obviously, um, with the Rose Bowl and all that. Um, you know, dating back you know since the beginning of college football and. Um, so it is kind of sad to see the Pac-12 uh, be what it is, but it is. This has been this arms race between the Big Ten and the SEC. And somebody on the text line kind of points out this is the Pac-12's moment where they're breaking down. And but you have to believe almost that the the ACC is is next. Um, I don't know how long it might, it might last until 2036 if they can keep everything legality with their TV contracts and Grand of, uh, Land of Grants deal and all that stuff, but. It you know with Florida State already being vocal and Clemson kind of kind of peeking around, that could be the next conference that kind of gets uh, destroyed here, and, and it just again leads toward this this kind of super conferences where the Big Ten and the SEC um, might eventually. I mean, I don't, I just don't know if you keep the college football playoff the same. It doesn't mm-hmm. really make sense now to have the six best conference champions. The Big Ten and SEC are going to want bigger pieces of the college football playoff pie because they've got all the brands, they've got all the names uh, that across college football. Notre Dame is looking to sign its new uh, Under Armour deal today. On a side note, but they have been um, pretty pretty vocal about staying independent because they can they have their own giant TV contract. They don't want to split it yeah. with anybody. So how they kind of fit in all this is interesting. But when you kind of again when you're projecting years from now, it's hard to know. And I think it is going to continue to happen. I predicted this years ago, and it still looks like it's more on track than ever that you're going to kind of have this AFC, NFC type of thing with the Big Ten in the SEC. You might have some other 
conferences around there, yeah, or I, I don't know if they will. They might eventually decide the money's the money. Big Ten and SEC somewhat merge into just making it a championship among themselves. Or what's worse, because you don't have a commissioner in the sport, is that everybody continues to look out for themselves, and the SEC and the Big Ten are just different leagues with different champions, and, and the breakaway from the NCAA happens. It, 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 there's really no telling what the end, end all of, of this is, except for that it's nothing but uh, money grab and TV contracts, uh, which also are interesting as we talk about the, the streaming deal that the Pac-12 potentially had. For years, there was talk about cable and, and lack of, you know, sports. Live sports kind of the only thing keeping it alive from all the uh, all the, uh, the cable cutters. Um, and so a first streaming deal would have been interesting, but and it might still happen, just to a much larger, lesser degree. Well, and that's and that's what I'm trying to. I, I was kind of getting that is like for the Mountain West, for example, right? They have some of the the deals with uh, CBS are, are part of it because you have those late night games between. See, you know, between San Diego State and Fresno State or Utah State, whatever it is, um, just some of those those some those Western Conference, or I should say, Western part of the country type of games late at night that are on CBS Sports and not CBS. Um, so they're already somewhat inter- intertwined with it, but this gives them an opportunity that if there's some reconstruction of the. Uh, of the current media rights deal, maybe they pull out of it. Maybe they pull out uh, and, and they say, you know what, we're going to allow a, a place like Apple to just take over fully, and that's more money that we can then invest into uh, into into the Big Ten, right? And we can become a bigger player in the Big Ten Conference, or maybe we dip into wh- whether whatever they want to play, or you know, in the Mountain West becomes this Fox Sports One, Fox Sports Two type of of product. But Bach, I'll be honest. Like the Big Twelve is doing work. The Big Twelve never forget. At about a year ago, this time, obviously UCLA and USC when they left the Pac-12, you could kind of see the writing starting to to be written on the wall that that the Pac-12 was going to disintegrate at some point. It was just a matter of time. That's why the Big Ten cleared and you know vetted and cleared Oregon and Washington last summer. Um, it's because they saw that there was forward thinking in that. And I think maybe that's what some of the holdup is with the Big 12 adding uh, teams like Arizona and Utah more specifically because they, they, they still have to go through the entire vetting process. They have to make sure that it makes sense not only from – obviously geographical isn't as important anymore, but most importantly financial decisions, right, They for both sides. But last summer the Big 10 clears Oregon and Washington to join them and vice versa – Oregon and Washington find out and realize and, and understand that, okay, yeah, it makes sense for us financially to join the Big Ten Conference if it does get to that point. Well, it now has. Um, and I just think when the Big 12, a year ago, we were sitting there going, yep, it's going to be the Big Ten and the SEC. That's, that's It's just going to be two teams and or two conferences, and maybe it still is. But the Big 12 is doing work. Like add, adding, adding those those upper echelon group of five teams is good for the short term. And then I also think it's it, it has improved their geographical pull over Florida, over Cincinnati, and in those areas. And now, if they add Utah, they somewhat get an upper uh, a northwest type of presence. They get a they get a north or excuse me a southwest type of presence with with uh, Arizona and Arizona State if that comes into play. There, there's an opera like we're talking about how the Big Ten has expanded obviously from from border or you know coast to coast. Big Ten, Big Twelve also somewhat has. 
They're in, they're in all four time zones. The problem that the Big 12 is always going to have is they don't have the name brands. Absolutely. So they are, Absolutely. if they are third among conferences, and you and can argue be. between them and the ACC, um, the ACC looks like it's falling apart. They have been not, they haven't been proactive because they, they've figured they are pretty much safe with their deals. But now Florida State's calling out. Clemson's looking around. It, it's looking bad for them. Um, but the problem is, is as ad, as this continues, like where does realignment end is where you have to question, and that's where where the Big Twelve is just never going to catch up with the brand names that the, that the pack that the Big Ten continues to add that the SEC added. So you know they might find a, a nice little spot, and and if the future of college football is going to continue to include them and in, 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 in want them as part of it, but the, the problem is again here when you're splitting the money in a college football playoff. It just doesn't make any sense to evenly distribute it uh, with the Big 12 mm-hmm. if you're in the Big 10 and the SEC. So you've got a lot of very uncertain times ahead for what this sport's going to look like 10 to 15 years and who's going to be included in it. And the Big 12, right. I think, has a – I mean, especially – the Big 12 was was going to be the Pac-12. So c- compared to where they are, where they were, excuse yes. me, to where they are, they've done a magnificent job and, throughout all of this. And, and, and honestly, like, for the Big Ten, I think this is just shows the differences in conferences. The Big Ten and the SEC are always going to be king. They're always going to be king. But I think there is room for a third major conference in the future landscape of college football. And give credit to the Big Ten, Big 12, excuse me, because at, at one point we didn't know, all right, is there going to be a Big 12, Pac-12 merger where they, they really you know hold tight on the Western Coast? Or is there going to be a, a just ACC going to take over the Big 12? We didn't know which one it was going to be. And give credit because this is the differences in the two conferences, the Big Ten, I mean, and the Big 12. The Big Ten is able to sit back and say, we'll let this play out and we'll, we'll be real methodical and strategic with how we want to handle this. Yeah. The Big 12 didn't necessarily have that luxury. So Brent Yormack comes in, the, the Big 12 commissioner, and has to be like, we're going to be on the hunt from day one till the end of, t- end of our time when we need to be. Because we need to show that, hey, we are going to be the conference. And it's the opposite of George Kliakoff. Um, he, Big 12 is, is in the position where they're going, we need to be the conference to say we are going to be the third pay- power conference. They didn't even give the ACC really a chance. The ACC, they were so far, the Big 12, I mean, were so far out in front of getting all the teams that they could, and and wheels were already in motion to where they added UCF, Cincinnati, and those schools, and BYU. The wheels were somewhat already in motion there. It helped out that they were already going to add those teams. As you said, they aren't the name brands, but they've already been in the, in the conference realignment discussion for multiple years now. The yeah. ACC hasn't. They've, they've been so active in this, we want to add everybody that doesn't have a place. And we just want all the teams because we aren't dying. We'll allow the ACC and the Pac-12 to die instead. Well, and again, maybe because of their desperate position, they had to be proactive. And that's, Absolutely. And that is setting them up to be, uh, you know, again, at least maybe out, outlast uh, the ACC. Again, I don't know where any of this ends because right now you have 18 teams in the Big Ten, 13 teams in the Big 12, 16 teams in the SEC, and the Big Ten and the in the SEC have been just kind of plucking the best out of the mm-hmm. other conferences, um, and and so you know the big name brands are going to continue to flock toward the Big Ten, flock toward the SEC. If the ACC breaks apart, it's the big name brands that are going to end up in those conferences. And again, so much so much to question there. The SEC has still stayed 
pretty much regional, uh, you know, yep. in the Southeast. Um, the Big Ten has not. Does the Big Ten, if the ACC starts to, to kind of break down, do they find a way to get a Florida State or a Clemson uh, where you would, would typically think, okay, those teams are going to just go over to the SEC? There's been talk about Virginia, North Carolina, better fits for the Big Ten academically and maybe seen as more more easy to get because of the you know those big brand names going to the SEC. Again, I I don't know you know as, as it plays out. We just we gonna have to sit back and, and watch this thing. But again, it, it just has so many different ramifications. Are you going to play non-conference games if you have eighteen teams in a conference? No. Why you know why would you? How are you gonna split that up to play? You can't play everybody every four years, probably. I mean, so I mean, it's gonna change all the scheduling. Uh, the non-conference. I don't know how much they're gonna look at that anymore. Um, and then you kind of think about like basketball, you know, the, the other well, sports that, that are just exactly. kind of as a result of football and in con and TV contracts, just going to kind of have to play along with whatever the end, end product is. So, so Bach, actually, it's interesting that you brought that up because, um, I, I do want to talk about like other sports and what it looks like here in the future. And whenever we get to that, that's fine. I think it's going to be pretty, pretty heavy on conference realignment here for the next couple hours or so. Um, because I definitely want to get like Austin's thoughts and the happy hour and stuff. I think what's so interesting is when you look at, um, I just lost my train of thought. Okay. So with, with 20 to 24 teams right now, the big 10 is sitting at 18. Is there any way? I think it's almost for certain that they get 24. Mm. I, I, I really think that they're going to get six more. And the reason I think that is a texter texts in and says, um, Big Daddy Travis, we cannot have nine teams on each side. The Big Ten will end up with 20 or 24 teams and have groups. And and Big Daddy Travis hits it right on the head because, number one, you can't have two, te- two divisions with nine teams in each is way too many teams in a division. Second of all, uh, if you were just to go to 20 teams and have four divisions, five teams isn't enough to have in a division, in my opinion. So I think therefore you need to have six or six teams in each division and have four divisions, which is twenty four teams. And in a way there, you have two or you know, just for just for easy conversation's sake, east, west, north, south divisions, right? And you have the north and south division champion playing a semifinal game, and you have the east and west division playing a semifinal game. And the winner of those two games plays in the Big Ten championship. Well, but again, what I mean, I understand that you're adding two, you're adding another game onto your schedule. But when you're not playing non-conference games, you can find ways to work around that. When you have because a- because sorry to interrupt you, Bach. Because when you have everybody understands and knows that postseason football in every sport, postseason games dramatically bring in more, bring in a lot more money than regular season games. So if you're the if you're the governing body or you're the Big Ten Conference right now, you're sitting there going, all right, so we can figure out a way to add postseason games. Okay, fine. Well, let's take away a regular season game. We can start the season at the same exact time, but we just end it one week or we'll end the regular season one week sooner, and we play preseason or postseason football. Well, like, it, and yeah. that's that's towards the whole entire NFL like landscape. And and do we like it? No, it's not fun. That's where we're going. I mean, it will be fun. Uh, it, it'll be different. It'll but be fun it, but if you're in it. The problem is you can't go back. You know, it, you're right. It, it'd be you're fun right. if this is a one-off. And but you we do said these... the same thing about playoffs too. 
Yeah, and, and we're never going back to like a BCS. Well, right. You just won't, you, you know. So it, it's always gonna, it's always gonna change. It's always gonna evolve. I don't know. I think you have to kind of sit back and think about how much do you need conference championships? How much does a conference championship really mean anymore with a twelve-team pay- playoff? Yeah, and eighteen teams in a conference. How are you going to figure out who who deserves to get there? But I would also say though, on on the flip side, if you didn't have that format, you, can you imagine the amount of arguments? Of people saying those weren't the two best teams, yeah. You're, you're, so either way, you're going to you're going to run into arguments, and I think to for the most uh, competitive advantage or, and competitive way, you have to have them play the game. You got to play the game. But if this goes to an NFL format where there you know there is two big big conferences, it's not like they play an AFC like a regular season. <laughs> conference champions. Well, I know, know I, mean? I know, but that, that's where you're heading, though, with 24 teams in a conference. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just crazy. We'll see. Because at this point, sorry, Buck, I, I keep we keep thinking about things. But like at this point, I see probably them adding two more teams from the from the ACC. Maybe that's Florida State, and maybe that's a, a Duke or whoever, or some name brand, a Wake Forest, even in that conversation. And then it's like, all right, then we're going to take a wait and see approach, and who needs to be scooped up. It's wild. A lot more to figure out uh, as uh, the Super Conference era is is, is officially uh, taken off. And, and maybe it already has, but the 18 teams expands the way we're going to see college football. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk more of this on the Ticket Water Cool on 93.7 The Ticket.